Bismillah, bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawalah, amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah. So today inshallah ta'ala we're continuing, t- continuing with surah uh, At-Takweer with ayah number 21 in which Allah ta'ala says, Ba'd a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim, muta'in thamma ameen, which means obeyed there, as in there, yani in the heavens, and trustworthy. Now, let's keep in mind that this is coming in a, you know, there's a, there's a number of ayat here. Allah Ta'ala began with, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ Indeed, this, as in this Qur'an, is a statement or a word uh, which is being conveyed by what? رَسُولٍ Karim, by a noble messenger. ذِي قُوَّةٍ The one who possesses power. عِنْدَ ذِي الْعَرْشِ Who is close to the owner of the throne. مَكِينٍ in a secure, like secure, as in a, in a secure position. And then Allah is continuing to describe Jibreel by saying what? Muta'in, he's obeyed, thamma, over there, and ameen, he is trustworthy. So what is this referring to? Well, the first thing that I'd like to mention is the fact that Allah is calling uh, Jibreel ameen. We know that the Prophet is called al-ameen. There's a number of similarities between Jibreel and uh, uh, the Prophet Muhammad The Prophet actually, when he mentioning Jibreel, he actually one time said Jibreel sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How interesting. There's, a, there's an authentic hadith in which the Prophet mentions sallallahu alayhi wasallam when talking about Jibreel. Furthermore, Jibreel alayhi is considered the Sayyid, the leader, the chief of the angels. And the Prophet is what? Sayyid al Mursaleen, the chief of all messengers. And uh, also the, the, the chief and the leader of Bani Adam, the, all the children of Adam alayhi So they have these similarities. And furthermore, Amin, the Prophet was a Sadiq al Amin, the most trustworthy and the most truthful and the most trustworthy. And here, Jibreel alayhi is being called Amin. And there, is, uh, there are a hadith that mention that even the Prophet and Jibreel alayhi salam had some, somewhat of a similar look. Now, Allah alam, I didn't look too much into that, so I apologize. I'd have to do more research to find that. I didn't have, uh, I didn't arrange my time well enough to, to, to do that research, but I came across this mention. Well, and Allah knows best. The word muta' obeyed. This demonstrate. This is demonstrated in the hadith of Isra wal Mi'raj. We know that when the Prophet was being brought up to uh, visit uh, his Lord uh, in the in the in the highest of heavens, Subhanallah. That we know that Jibreel uh, uh, would go from heaven to heaven, and he would be you know asked. He would have to get permission to say, uh, you know, who's there, and does he have permission to come in, and is he allowed to pass through? And every time Jibreel mentioned who he was, you found that he was obeyed. Oh, you know, this is somebody who we have to uh, comply with, someone we have to obey. So Jibreel has, is, is obeyed. That's an example of that. And furthermore, just as any high-class documents get accompanied by a trustworthy messenger that also has a professional security team, so does Allah Ta'ala provide Jibreel with obedient security and an obedient security team when delivering the message. This is actually mentioned in Surah Al-Jinn. And we're going to go into that, inshallah, when we cover Surah Al-Jinn, uh, uh, inshallah. But this is talked about how the heavens were basically locked down, that there, were no, uh, there was no ability for a jinn to try to uh, get any of the information that was being delivered. Thamma. Thamma means there, but it can also mean especially. So when it, if it's meaning especially, it means that he is especially trustworthy. But the word there, that's usually how it's translated, uh, implying what? That if somebody wanted to hijack this document, if some, some of these jinn wanted to go and try to steal this, they'd have to get it from its original location. But as Allah sa- said in the previous surah, in surah uh, Abasa, right before it, ayah number 14, مرفوعة مطهرة. This, they are 
in a elevated place, marfu'atin, mutahara in a purified area. So no, they, it's not possible to go up and hijack it from there. Can we steal it along the way? No, as I mentioned, Surah Jinn, everything got locked down along the route. And finally, can we have some effect on the person it is reaching? And we're going to see in upcoming ayat that no, we can't affect the Prophet We can't threaten him. We can't put any sort of pressure on him. He's, not, he's never going to change his, his message. So we can't have any uh, effect on the destination. And then the final question is what? Can we imitate it? Can we uh, create a forgery? And this throughout the Quran, you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, go ahead, produce a document like it. Try to make anything like the Quran. And the fact of the matter is that they cannot. So subhanAllah, all this is coming together. We're seeing that they cannot touch this Qur'an. It is something truly remarkable. Amin, yes, it implies what? That he is entrusted with important information, uh, and this is the guidance. Now, what are the conditions for a hadith to be sahih? Let's see if anybody, let's see, <laughs> let's see if some people know their ulum al-hadith. Let's shift gears a little bit and see, how do we know when, uh, when, a, when a hadith is sahih? What are some of the conditions? Fadl. So, yeah, al-ittisal. Al-ittisal, the, the sanad, Al-ittisal yani the connection. You can't say, I'm narrating from so-and-so, and you have never either uh, lived in the same time period, or you never lived in the same area. Even if you lived in the same time period, you could have lived in two different countries that never touched one another, right? So it has to be, both conditions have to be met. You live in the same time period, as well as in the same area. You guys have actually met, so you're narrating directly from that individual. So al-ittisal al-sanad. Yes, that's number one. What's number two? Anybody else? Fadl. MashaAllah. This is a different question. This is a different question. You're talking about Hassan uh, right? You're talking about like when a, when a hadith becomes stronger because of the multiple. That's, that, that's a different topic. I'm talking about just the conditions for a sahih hadith. Inshallah, one day we'll go through ulum uh, al hadith and we'll talk about these in more detail. Inshallah, yes. Al-adala, al-adala al-ruat, which means uprightness. That means the person has to be Muslim, of sound faith, without any sort of bid'ah, any sort of strange beliefs, uh, mature, can't be a, like a baby or a child, that has to be sane, can't be somebody who is crazy, and has to be sound of character. They can't be known to be liars or cheaters or anything of that nature. So we have al-ittisal al-sanad, al-adala, and then what? They have to be what? Has to be? No, no, al-dabt. Al-dabt means what? Uh, means uh, precision. They can't be somebody who has a, a weak, because you could have great character and be a great Muslim, but you have a weak memory. So precision means what? Precision in memory, precision in writing, or it could be both. You have to be, make sure that you have all your documents safe and sound. So those three have to do with the narrator. And as for the metan, as for the text itself, it has to be adam al-shudud wal-illa. It has to be free of any shudud, which means shad, yani means something strange about it. What that means is, imagine if you have 10 guys that narrated a narration about the Prophet all of them are authentic, and then one other guy who's also authentic, but he's saying something different. So that's a shad, it's odd. Why, even though all of you are authentic, why is it that one is countering, let's say, 10 different people? So obviously you could reconcile and say, well, maybe these are two different occasions or whatever the case is. So there's, sometimes there's ways to reconcile, but at other times you say, uh, no, this seems to be shad, there seems to be a weakness inside of it. And adam al-illah, this means any hidden defects, and this is a big topic in and of itself, I'm not going to get into what hidden defects are. My point is to say that, subhanAllah, to me it's remarkable that Allah Ta'ala is teaching us lessons about how an authentic chain of transmission works through these descriptions of Jibreel He is Rasul, so right? إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ So he is Rasul, meaning what? He was, uh, he's fit for the job. He's, he's a messenger, That's, that means he, he, he's fit for the job. 
uh, kareem. That means he's executing his job nobly and professionally. Al-adala, he has uprightness in what he's doing. The quwa, he has abubt. He is somebody who has precision. He is powerful. He is capable. And furthermore, he is al-ittisal, uh, connection, is what? Indah uh, arshi uh, He's close to the one. Uh, that means he didn't get it from a second-hand source, third, uh, a tertiary, uh, you know, uh, a person in the chain. No, directly. Uh, from the arsh uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the throne itself, subhanAllah. So the chain of, uh, of, uh, of narration is connected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Jibreel and then to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then after that is from the Sahaba and till us till today. Then you have makin, secure, going back to adala. Again, uh, mentioning the idea that this is somebody who is secure and then muta' he is a leader. W- when somebody is a leader, what does that imply? That means they're the best of all options. There's lots of different people who are good, but this is the best of all options. So there is no adam shudud. There are no other contradictory, uh, you know, possible angels who have a different, you know, uh, let's say message that, you know, they're more reliable or they're, they're more numbered. No, he's a leader. He's the best of the best. And then furthermore, amin, he is trustworthy. This goes back to abdabt. So subhanAllah, al-adala wa abdabt seem to be mentioned twice and then you still have what? You have al-ittisal and you have, uh, of course, adma shudud. So subhanAllah, you see that all this is really demonstrating that this is teaching us how uh, a narration is authentic and relatable. There are many different ayat in the Qur'an that talk about how Jibreel is the leader when Allah Ta'ala says, يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الرُّوحُ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ صَفًّا The day that the spirit and the angels will stand in rows. تَعْرُجُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحِ إِلَيْهِ That the angels and the spirit will ascend to him. And also, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحِ The angels and the spirit descend to him. So Allah Ta'ala always differentiates Jibreel as the leader and then his, you could say, his armies, his legions of angels that are following him. And Allah describes him as trustworthy in multiple places, like in Surah Shu'ara. نَزَلَ بِهِ الْرُوحُ الْأَمِينَ The trustworthy spirit has uh, brought it down. Now what's also fascinating, subhanAllah, I came across this and I was so excited to share it. So I hope you guys can appreciate this as well. SubhanAllah, this is a job, right? This is a job. Look at the, look at the beauty of Qur'an. See, SubhanAllah, sometimes, again, you have to take Qur'an seriously. How beautiful, SubhanAllah. The Qur'an really has to be taken seriously. This is a job, right? Jibreel is given a job of delivering the message, right? When Allah Ta'ala describes other people having jobs, let's give some examples. Where are people who have jobs in the Qur'an? We know that Allah Ta'ala describes that Musa salam, was hired for a job. And his soon-to-be wife, the, 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 the woman who he soon to, uh, was soon to marry, she said to the father, what? Uh, she said, oh my father, hire him. She said, what? استأجره إنه خير من استأجرت القوي الأمين why? Because the best person to hire is qawi, is strong, the quwa, right? So Jibreel was described as, as what? The quwa, he has power. And Amin, he's trustworthy, same words, right? And then furthermore, we find that what? Yusuf by the way, there's so many parallels between Musa and, and Yusuf It's remarkable. These two, throughout the Quran, you find the parallels between them. I have a full list, and I've, I've talked about it before a little bit, but inshallah, there's a, such a long list of all the parallels. It, literally speaking, subhanAllah, the parallels between Musa and Yusuf are remarkable. But anyway, here's one more parallel. That Yusuf is described as what? When uh, 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 he was um, being given the job of being the caretaker of uh, the, the, storage, the storage of the food and to distribute it so that nobody would starve. And the king said, bring him to me, I will appoint him uh, exclusively for myself. And when he spoke to him, he said, indeed, you are today what? Established in a secure position and trusted. He was described as what? Makin, same word. Literally the same word. Makin and Amin, same word again. So subhanAllah, now you have three different instances where Allah Ta'ala is describing people being hired for a job, people having an important job. And every single time, there's this concept of strength, 
and trustworthiness. Consistency in the Quran. Sometimes being described, described with quwa, yani al qawi al amin, or the quwa, uh, and then amin, and then this time makin and amin. Subhanallah. You see this amazing parallel. Then Allah says what? And your companion is not at all a madman. He is not mad at all. After affirming the reliability of the deliverer, as in Jibreel alayhi salam, now Allah Ta'ala affirms the reliability of the recipient. Because that's how it goes. From Allah Ta'ala to Jibreel. And now what about the recipient? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. What if he's not a good recipient? What if he can't receive, right? And so to ensure that this precious, precious information has been reliably uh, uh, delivered. So yeah, sahib implies what? Closeness, your companion, sahib yani sahaba. A sahib is your companion in terms of what? Time spent together and living in close proximity. Two, com two components, that you are close in living proximity and for a lengthy period of time. So this word is highlighting that they, share, uh, that they uh, shared history, as if to say, Ya Quraysh, O people of Quraysh, you have known Muhammad your whole lives. He's been your companion, living close in proximity to you for 40 years, for a long period of time. That's when he received prophethood, when he was at the age of 40. So crazy isn't a possibility that you'd believe at all. Allah Ta'ala is saying what? I don't believe you. You're saying that he's crazy? You don't believe that. Can you really say that, imagine someone who's the closest person to you and someone comes up and says, I think he's crazy. Like, bro, it's impossible. Sorry. I lived with a guy for 40 years. He's not crazy. You can say a lot of things. He's not crazy. That's impossible. So subhanAllah, each of the Quraysh have witnessed the decency and the sobriety and the solemnity and the chastity and the veracity and the trustworthiness of the Prophet throughout their lives. It's just, Allah Ta'ala is saying, you don't believe it. And this is the wording of it. See, the wording in English, it doesn't do it justice. You could say, وَلَيْسَ صَاحِبُكُمْ مَجْنُونًا that's, that's how you would say it. Uh, your companion isn't crazy, right? وَلَيْسَ صَاحِبُكُمْ مَجْنُونًا Your companion isn't crazy. But Allah says, وَمَا صَاحِبُكُمْ بِمَجْنُونَ So this is a much more emphatic statement that is saying, contrary to what you're saying, contrary to what you believe, you don't even believe it yourself. No, absolutely not. You know he's not crazy. This is much more of an emphatic statement uh, uh, negating the false belief that they are claiming to hold. And the word majnoon can imply what? Somebody who is, uh, his intellect is covered. Gen everything that has the words jeen, noon, noon implies some way covered, right? Jannah is a private garden, right? Uh, 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 Janine, uh, a fetus is uh, covered in the womb. And uh, a majnoon, a, a jinn, jinn, we don't see them. They are covered from our uh, you know, reality. We don't see them. They exist in a different, uh, you say, wavelength or realm. And then uh, uh, majnoon is a person whose his aql, his intellect has been covered. So it always has to do with covering the, these three root, uh, trilateral root, this, these three, uh, three letters. Now, someone who has been possessed by a jinn is considered majnoon. And, and Allah Ta'ala is refuting this idea, saying he's not receiving his information from a jinn. This is contrasted by what? No, he's getting his information from Jibreel alayhi salam. This uh, point seems to be double, doubly highlighted in the upcoming verses, ayah number 25. There are many, many different ayat that describe that the Prophet is not crazy. Allah Ta'ala says, أَوَلَمْ يَتَفَكَّرُوا مَا صَاحِبِهِمْ مِنْ جِنَّةِ Do they not then give thought that there, uh, there is in their companion no madness? Come on, think about it realistically. Does a, a mad person change the world in such a positive way? No, crazy people end up in an asylum. They don't end up uniting the entire Arabian Peninsula, which goes on to uh, conquer the Persians and the Romans and establish a religion that has, uh, you know, survived 1400 years and that continues to make the world a better place. It's unfathomable. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says, uh, This ayah is so amazing. Allah says, I only advise you uh, to th uh, one thing, that you stand for Allah seeking truth either in pairs or individually. It's amazing, this ayah. Mathna wa furada. Thumma tatafakkaru. Then you give thought. There is no madness in your companion. There's many, many different ayat that emphasize this point. Then Allah says what? 
and he has already seen Jibreel in the clear horizon. So then what is this referring to? Well, an ufuq means the horizon because ufuq can mean like a corner. And this is where the earth and the sky meet. It's where they, they meet together. It's like that corner. That is where the horizon is. Uh, ufuq also implies the farthest reaches, like the farthest horizon, the farthest reaches of the sky. And it could slightly imply what? The eastern horizon, as in at sunrise. This is contrast to what? To prove that, just like the clarity of daylight, the Prophet wasn't dealing with a jinn, as they claimed, uh, 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 when he told them about his first encounter with Jibreel in the cave of Hira. They might say, oh, it was dark, and you, know, you didn't know what you were seeing, and you might have you know, been receiving this from a jinn. No, I saw him in the clearness of day. This is clearly not something you know, that is spooky or weird or whatever the case is. And the word al-mubin, why is this word necessary? That it is clarifying or clear. Well, the disbelievers may doubt the message by questioning whether it was securely delivered from Jibreel Allah is saying, no, this was clearly delivered in the clearest way. He received it perfectly. And also, the mention of seeing him in the clear horizon is to highlight that the Prophet saw Jibreel Allah in his original form. There was no deception being taking, taken place. And this, because we know that Jibreel Allah could appear to him in different modes. But when he saw him in the horizon, there was, this is my full form. You get to see me in exactly what I truly am, which is an angel, to give full conviction that there's no deception going on here. And this also could be a reference to the Prophet seeing uh, Jibreel in daytime, during sunrise, implying clarity in contrast with the superstitious people who only get their beliefs through astrology during nighttime. So it's a very, very clear contrast going on over here. And just the final point that I want to mention, inshallah ta'ala, is a narration in which the Prophet says, and this is in Sahih Muslim, authentic hadith, where uh, the Sahaba, they were actually asking one another and questioning about these ayat that mention, uh, for example, He saw him in the clear horizon. Some Sahaba thought, who's the him? You know, he saw him. Who's him in this, uh, uh, in this ayah? And some said, is this referring to uh, the Prophet seeing Allah Ta'ala himself, seeing God? And so uh, Aisha, she was asked about this, and she narrates that, no, I asked the Prophet about this. I'm the, she said, I'm the first of those who asked the Prophet about this ayah. And the Prophet informed me, إِنَّمَا هُوَ جِبْرِيلِ It is no, no, none other than Jibreel. لَمْ أَرَهُ عَلَى صُورَتِهِ أَلَّتِي خُلِقَ عَلَيْهَا غَيْرَ هَاتَيْنِ الْمَرَّتَيْنِ رَأَيْتُهُ مُنْهَبِطًا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ سَادًا عِظَمَ خَلْقِهِ مَا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ uh, he said, it is none other than Jibreel. I have never seen him in his original form in which he was created except on two occasions. I saw him descending and filling the, uh, uh, the space of the, heaven, uh, of the sky and the earth with the greatness of his bodily structure. With the greatness of how he was created, with the greatness of his creation, I saw him on these two occasions. He was huge and he was filling the whole horizon. So you can imagine this scene where the Prophet is looking up and seeing Jibreel filling up the whole sky above him. SubhanAllah, what a scene it must have been. And this is clarifying that no, there was no deception going on. I saw him as he truly is, clearly not a jinn, clearly during the daytime, and everything was very blatant and obvious and clear. So SubhanAllah, these are amazing ayat describing how reliable this has been transmitted in clarity, and then Allah Ta'ala goes on, which inshallah I'm very excited to talk about next week, a very powerful ayah with a lot of detail and a lot of importance there. And so with that, we will close for tonight. Jazamdallah khairan, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.